You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy and finally start making progress toward your dreams, goals, and desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig Lyman, and today let's work on Project You. Hey, you guys, welcome to Project You with Cami Craig. Happy to be here with you. Um, this topic today is going to be very interesting because I'm bringing insight from a podcast that I listened to from one of my dear golden girls. And um, this woman in my life, obviously, like you have those people in your life, are the ones that are observant. They have you in their best interest, and there's a lot of there's a lot of love, but there's a lot of truth, and truth sometimes hurts. And in this situation, um, this woman always says the right things at the right times. You know, like every everyone's always says that's crazy, that's weird. Oh my gosh, what's happening? This is a super epic moment. But really, what I've what I've gravitated to understand one hundred percent is that these things aren't really crazy. It's called alignment. It's called law of attraction. It's called God and his works. Um, It's called the universe speaking to you. Whatever you want to call it, it is not uh, by accident. It is most definitely on purpose. And of course, this girl sends me this podcast by, by one of my very most exciting new Uh, women in life that I've been following, uh, Brene Brown, and um, she had a podcast with Dr. Murthy. And this this, uh, topic that they're talking about is loneliness and connection. Why did my girlfriend send me this? Because she knew darn well this is something that I have uh, gone through. She watched it. um, She witnessed it. She felt it. And um, this woman also went through her own walk of loneliness and connection and you only notice things because you've been there right and and it's one of those things that you can't just share with anyone and 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 cross your fingers that they hope you hope that they understand it's something that will be understood later on if you go through this experience so this topic of course is something that I wanted to really touch on um again the 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 word that I received at the beginning of 2020 was connection, um, something that I lost not only with other people but myself. And in order to have um, you know a deeper relationship with self and in, in a in a non self righteous way, was and is to be coordinated and to be aligned with your inner self. So. On the contrary, though, we're talking about loneliness. And if I can back up a little bit, Brene Brown is a researcher. She's a storyteller, and she's a bold woman from Texas. Um, I've, I've learned a lot about her and her background, and she's spent the literally past two decades studying courage, vulnerability, shame, and empathy. Uh, she's the author of five number one bestsellers, The Gifts of Imperfection, Daring Greatly, Rising Strong, Braving the Wilderness, and Dare to Lead. The one thing that I love listening to her say, and she's very outward about this, is that she believes that you have to walk through vulnerability to get to courage. 
Therefore, we all must embrace the suck. (laughs) And she's very grateful every day. And her motto is courage over comfort. And she does not uh, believe in, in anything else. And especially putting her putting her hands and her feet and her eyes and all senses into studying the um, the light of vulnerability, the light of courage, and the light of shame and empathy, which are very, very hard subjects to to I don't know, understand if you if you're not willing to look at yourself in the mirror and say, yes, um, this does suck and I am going through this, but I'm gonna get through it with flying colors, right? So let's take a little break right here and listen to Dr. Murthy and Brené Brown. That loneliness shows up in our lives. Yeah, you know, that's such a powerful story you just mentioned. And my experience was almost identical to that. That while nobody came to me and said, I'm lonely, when I started to surface it more explicitly and ask how many people feel lonely or how many people are worried about loneliness in their lives and the lives of people that you love i saw these visceral looks of recognition over the time that i served i to talk about so many public health issues and sometimes i could see that people weren't really connecting with them sometimes i could see they were connecting cerebrally mm-hmm. uh, zika actually was an example of that when i was uh, dealing with the zika outbreak that was a time when people would kind of put two and two together and say okay i understand these are the risks these are things i should do to prevent it okay i I got it this makes sense but there were some moments where people would connect really viscerally to a topic because it touched on a life experience they had had and loneliness was one of those topics but i think the reason that we don't hear about it and we ourselves may not even recognize it's in our own lives i think have to do with a few things i think number one there's this deep stigma around loneliness, yeah. the shame yeah. that comes with loneliness. It makes us think that if we are lonely, that we're not likable, that we're broken in some way. And that prevents us not just from admitting it to other people, but even from admitting it to ourselves. And I think the second reason, though, we don't always see it is because it doesn't look like the person at a party sitting alone in the corner. Loneliness, in fact, can manifest in different ways as social withdrawal, it can manifest as anger, it can manifest as irritability, it can show up in different ways, and it can also lead to different types of illnesses. I came to realize in the work that I did during my time in government and afterward, that loneliness was often one of the root contributors to substance use disorders and addiction, that it was a key part of what was driving violence in so many people's lives and in their communities. And so if we look around us, I think we will see the manifestations of loneliness, but it looks very different from the stereotype that we often have in our heads. It flies underneath the radar there at a really deep level, affecting us in profound ways, but just beyond our vision. And hence we don't address it and we don't talk about it nearly as often as I think we need to. You know, it- so that's a little sneak peek of Dr. Murthy and Brene on loneliness and connection. So if you want to tap into that, that's going to be an unbelievable podcast to uh, to engage in later on. However, I really want to connect with the definition of loneliness first. And as it's described, it's a state of solitude or being alone. Loneliness is actually a state of mind. Loneliness is defined by researchers as feeling lonely more than once a week. Okay, and I I liked this definition because people 
often ask themselves, am I lonely? I have my husband. Am I lonely? I have my family. Am I lonely? I have this amazing job. Am I lonely? And and then if you can ask yourself, okay, well, how many times a week do I feel this feeling inside me? How many times a week do I feel the solitude of being alone in this in this different state of mind? And if it's more than once a week, I think it's I think it's something to actually research and dive deeper into why you're feeling those feelings because this can be corrected. This can be taken into a different route to lead you outside of the road of loneliness. And Dr. Murthy was saying loneliness causes people to feel empty and alone and unwanted and their self-worth is 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 down. And so that all of a sudden means in my eyes that the self-esteem is down, right? And so Again, loneliness can be our our alarm right here to enhance ourselves, to be connected with selves, to, to become the human that you deserve to be because no one deserves to live in this lack of self-worth or self-love or self-respect. Loneliness is very difficult to, to be able to connect with other people. So when we're in a state of loneliness... Um, people find themselves to be in a more isolated form. I was just talking to a girlfriend yesterday and we got very, very deep and obviously we were able to be ourselves, which was the most beautiful part about this. There was no hold back. There was no judgment. And we know this because we've, we've been being this way for all the years that we've known each other, watching each other go, go, go in and out of life and the ebbs and flows. And the one thing that's always stood strong is the authentic self to be able to show up for the, with that other person and not, not allow the false self to come forward. So when we were talking about loneliness yesterday, she told me, I purposely don't go to functions. I purposely don't put myself out there. I purposely don't want to go to the birthday parties and be around the family because she feels so isolated in her state of mind, you know, and she feels so lonely that that no one else like literally can help you, right? And so this this is how it feels when you're playing with this state of mind where you feel alone and you feel isolated. And it's not necessarily about being alone all the time. It's just being alone in your own mind. So that's the that's the point where some people do do not understand. Well, how can you be lonely when you have all these other people? It's a state of mind, right? And through my research of loneliness, um, I've came across this example of a college freshman might feel lonely despite being surrounded by the roommates and other peers. A soldier beginning their military career might feel lonely after being deployed to a foreign country despite being constantly surrounded by other troop members, right? Um, the contributing factors to loneliness includes a lot of different things. And physical isolation is one of them. Moving to a new location and a divorce is another one. The death of someone significant in a person's life can also lead to loneliness. These are all literally symptoms of being in a lacking state of mind. Uh, loneliness can also be be attributed to internal factors, like I said, to self esteem being really, really low. The lack of confidence in people 
um, often tell ourselves that we're unworthy of the attention and and this can lead to chronic loneliness or isolation because you are putting yourself there. So chronic is only only used in this setting because you choose every single day to put yourself there instead of, you know, understanding that this is something worth getting out of. Okay, so I spoke a little bit, just a tad bit about my girlfriend and I's situation, but now I'm going to tap into a situation that is very personal to me because I walk through it. I often, in the last 13 years, felt a state of loneliness. Not because I was away from human contact. I had the human contact every single day. And that was by the grace of God. He knew that CCF, the Reno community, and my family and everything else was was the driving force to to my being was connection and to be to be a part of each other's lives and not in a, a dramatic way or a chaotic way but a very loving and uh, exciting exciting way to to really endure each other's lives and have each other's best interest right I really enjoyed that however being in a state of loneliness which is a state of mind came from lacking my self-esteem because I was lacking in a in a pillar in my life which was my marriage my marriage wasn't what it was what it was shown to be remember I was addicted to what what everyone thought I was addicted to what it looked like and I was addicted to not failing um, I felt that if I was failing. I was showing weakness, and I'm and I'm not the I'm not the competitor that really is is showing up here. So instead, I was was living in this facade per se, and in pushing away the things that were happening in my life and acting like they weren't happening, and engaging with things because I was I was I was you know attempting to make the image better and and really I was making the image worse because what are you doing at the end of the day you're not being your authentic self you were showing up as a different woman Cami to impress another human that is not you you found part of your path to be hypocrisy the things that you wanted inside your heart and your and your inner side being in your gut you did the exact opposite to be a part of the earth or the environment or the situation and it didn't feel good you know and so i remember i remember i remember vividly feeling like i had so many people and so many things around me and also feeling so alone and so isolated that it was starting to make me sick it started to make me really ill and those are the negative effects that loneliness has on on people's physical being and their mental health some people get so lonely that they do turn to alcohol and substance abuse that their 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 brain function is different they start to develop diseases and illnesses and cancers um, they start to become very antisocial and that behavior wasn't them but now it has become them. Cardiovascular disease and strokes are, 
are very prominent when it comes down to loneliness, which is another reason why I shared with my girlfriend the other day. She's like, I need to start eating better, but I really do eat really well. And she was like super, you know, conflicted in this little nutrition thing that we were talking about. And I said, girl, it's not the food right now. It's the stress of your loneliness that's driving your inside guts to be so sick and to be so ill that you are, you are creating these negative effects inside your physical body. And she just looked at me and, you know, when in gasping for, for air at that very moment, it looked like because she was, she was, she was facing herself. She was facing her truth right there because if another friend on the other side wasn't sugarcoating and saying, oh yeah, we just need to get on a diet and we need to do X, Y, and Z. No, it was more serious talk because the increased stress levels, you know, help us make poor decisions. They help us be more tired. They help us be in a state of less of learning, you know, and decreased memory where, where you don't even remember the things and that you're walking through because you're so stressed out, you know? And so especially, no. And so when we're talking about loneliness on personal levels, they all show up in different ways. And going back to my experience, I remember, I remember another girlfriend being very truthful in, in my walk somewhere along the line, which was about six years ago. And she was like, this isn't you. And I don't support your loneliness right now. And I don't support the way that things are going right now, because I know that you're not facing yourself right now. You're acting like a different person in this section, in this part of your life, because you want to appease. You want it to look good. You don't want things to look like it's failing. So you're going to kill yourself to do this? Oh my gosh. I was shocked a little bit. And I kept that quiet between her and I, because I really wasn't ready to face the storm. You know, and really that storm was to face myself. I was the storm because you know why? I was allowing the things that were happening in my life to to be there. You know, there's there's something to say for someone that has the strong boundaries. And if you don't have the strong boundaries, create the strong boundaries. You know, and it's someone it's something to say to believe in what you believe in and walk the walk and talk the talk. You know, and of course we're going to fail at this and it's not going to be perfect all the time. However, it can be very, very exciting in your marriage. It can be very exciting in your financial life. It can be very exciting in your educational life. It can be very exciting in your spiritual life, in your physical, mental life. If you choose to look at yourself in the mirror and understand without a shadow of a doubt you deserve to live the most exciting, abundant, vivacious, energetic life because you are being you and you're not being someone else. To be someone's puppet or to be someone's punching bag is not your place on life. Your place in life is to be purpose-filled and to be driven and to be motivated and to be an inspiration to other people to 
to keep this ball of positivity rolling forward. And the only way that this world can change is if we change right now. And so I noticed that my loneliness and my state of loneliness started to turn when I started to look at myself in the mirror and when I started to be truthful to myself about the things that were hypocritical from what my gut was sharing and what my heart was sharing and what my intuition was sharing. Those three points that I was neglecting so much, it released me from the hypocrisy. It released me from the addiction to being being perfect, you know? And, and while I did that, I then began to allow people into my life because I was praying for them, right? But just two, three, or four close friends is enough to ward off loneliness. It's enough to reduce the negative health consequences associated with the state of mind of loneliness. And I found this, that it wasn't about quantity. It wasn't about having everyone to to be on your side. And, you know, and to, I always thought like, I always, I always was worried and I was concerned about what people thought, but I was, but I also, you know, wasn't doing, and wasn't being my best either in this situation to, to really have it otherwise, if that makes any sense. So I realized that I needed to stop thinking about the quantity of friends and, and, and pleasing everyone and really understanding that it's the quality of friends. And even if it's a smaller bunch of friends, I can interact and I can combat loneliness at a greater level. And once I started to do that, I really understood that this contagious energy of being who I was destined to be was was pronouncing itself. And it became a great feeling that I woke up every single day wanting to run and sprint away from being that lonely woman. That lonely woman was dying inside because she was choosing to sit in this situation that ate her alive, that sucked the life out of her. And it was one of those things that had to be overcome. The only way that things can be overcome in, a, in, in this state of mind of loneliness is being conscious of your efforts to make the change. And it seems like all of this is, is, is a run-on, and it's, it's the same thing that we're kind of talking about, We're just picking a different topic. It's just exactly how I feel with nutrition. You know, we could do all these things, but really what it comes down to is narrowing it down to the most simplest form and doing exactly that. Let's get a deficit. Let's get our calorie set. Let's get our micros. Let's get our macros. And let's follow that. It's as simple as that, you know, understanding our BMR, our energy expenditure and our lean mass, all those numbers connected. Yep, this is the way that we need to go. And it's same thing with overcoming and and preventing ourselves from walking down the line of loneliness. In the long run, we're making a change to be happier, to be healthier. And by doing that, we're, we're, we're impacting others around us 
to live this more positive lifestyle, right? And so I always suggest to people that really are open and vulnerable to me and have the empathy in this setting of loneliness to consider a community that that is very active. So whether that be a gym or whether that be a bike club or whether that be a running club or anything that does that, these are situations that present great opportunities to meet people and really to cultivate new friendships and have social interactions because you have placed yourself in a state of isolation for far too long. It is no longer your place to be that woman that you are not. It is no longer your place to be in isolation. It is no longer your place to sit back and watch this world just go by and you stay every single day on standby. I also suggest to people, like I did my girlfriend the other day, is expect the best only in your state of loneliness. Like you literally have to take your mind from really, really dark to really, really light. And just like Brene Brown said, of course, we just have to go through the sucky parts. This is what we have to do to really understand what vulnerability, courage, empathy really is, correct? But lonely people, we really expect rejection. So instead of focusing on the rejection and the isolation, we need to start focusing on the positive thoughts and the attitude that we have in our close circle, right? That are that it, that is exciting and inviting and welcoming. Also focusing on developing quality relationships, getting rid of the bad relationships and allowing the new ones to come in, which should be sharing similar attitudes, similar interests, and similar values that you hold in your life. This is no longer the way for you to be another person, to be someone you're not. This life is destined for you to be you because you are the only one. You are the only Christina. You are the only Okay, you're the only David, okay? And not in a self-righteous way, but in a way to make this world a better place. Recognizing that loneliness is just an alarm in your life to make a change to connect with self in a greater way will then lead you to step outside of that loneliness every single day piece by piece, step by step, and become more vivacious. Something needs to change if you're in a lonely state of mind. Okay, and those are the deep questions that I ask myself. Where am I lonely? In my five pillars of my life, I had five strong pillars, and there was one pillar that I felt the lonely, loneliest, because of the things that I was allowing in my life. So it was... It was, it was partially bad on both sides, if that makes any sense. You know, I, I, I spoke to so many people, this is what you should do, this is what you should do. And then not doing that in my own life was hypocritical. You know, so you've got to step up and you've got to recognize that this is a sign to, to make a change. And, and lastly, something that I share with 
many, many people is we got to understand collectively that the effects of loneliness on your life are really, really, really strong. I've shared some deep stuff with some people and sharing that deep, deep stuff like I'm going to share with you, I literally thought I was going to emotionally die. I didn't necessarily think that I was physically just going to pass out and pass on. I didn't have those thoughts. But I did think my heart was breaking and breaking and breaking and hurting and hurting and hurting that it was putting me into these physical and mental repercussions that I didn't deserve. So I recognized that loneliness was a sign that I needed to change something so therefore I could live a more vivacious and more energetic and a more purpose-filled life, you know? And so at that point, we understand that loneliness is only a sliver of time. And, and as you come out of that loneliness, you are able to connect with yourself. And if you can connect with yourself, like I tell my kids all the time, there is no one person that can make you happy. If you're not able to connect with yourself, connect with God, connect with your higher being first. And as you can do that, then you can allow happiness to, to blossom and to be a part of your life. Because you have that that really stable ground and that 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 pyramid, you know, and the pyramid comes from from a big foundation of strength because you worked on it, right? And then as you work on that, it's just like that that quote saying, "You you can't love someone else, or you can't expect someone else to love you if you don't love yourself first. It's absolutely and a hundred percent true. So happiness is a part of that equation too. And to step away from loneliness. I encourage every single one of you to look at your five pillars of life at this day, June of 2020. And ask yourself, in what areas of my life am I lacking? And do I have a sense of isolation? And do I have a sense of negative state of mind? And if that's the case, this is the sign. This is the day that you want to choose to make that difference. This is the day that you want to step up to the plate and be like, you know what? I don't like this feeling anymore. I have to, I have to work on this every single day from here on out to help build my inner self, my inner spirit, my soul, my esteem, and my confidence so I can become part of the solution instead of part of the problem. And is if we can do that collectively as, as individuals, right, then that, then that springs us to be a better unit in your household, a better unit in your workforce, a better unit in your community, a better unit in this nation. Right now, loneliness is a thing. It's more of a thing, you know, because of this state of fear, this state of unsafeness. And if we can really rejoice in the fact that we have the chance today to make this change, to step away from loneliness, which is only a state of mind, okay, and really work on ourselves, you're, you're becoming, you're going to blossom. So thank you guys so much for allowing me to be vulnerable with you. Thank you for your empathy. Thank you for your courage. As Brené Brown is 
is a very, very awesome and knowledgeable woman that has put herself out there. I encourage you to listen to the podcast with her and Dr. Murthy along with this one. And as you do, take your notes in your journal. Take, take, take the insight and take the wisdom for someone that has lived in this loneliness and know that it's not just you. You're not alone. You're loved and you are worth it. And action of the week is to take notes from both podcasts today's and also Brene Brown and Dr. Murthy. Find out what it is that is holding you back in this state of loneliness and how you can educate yourself enough to walk through this and to be prepared, better prepared every single day to use your tools to become the best that you can be. My obedience determines my outcome. My discipline determines my destiny. My faith determines my focus.